Hi, and welcome to the Smart Connections podcast. My name is Julia McManus. And my name is Anna Sanderlin. We are Warmline facilitators for the University of Memphis Smart Center. The University of Memphis School of Social Work Smart Research Training and Treatment Center aims to provide evidence-based interventions for school-based mental health programming, increase access for school-based behavioral health programming in underserved areas, offer training on best practices in telebehavioral health, develop opportunities to research the use of technology and practice, and provide direct services to the state's most vulnerable populations. You can call the Smart Center at 901-678-1636. Today on our podcast, we have some special guests. We have with us Dr. Washington and Dr. Okumabua. Will you guys both tell us a little bit about yourselves? Dr. Okumabua? I'm trained as a developmental psychologist, went back and um, did postdoctorate work in clinical uh, psychology. So I've spent most of my uh, career as a clinician uh, here in Memphis, Tennessee. I work primarily with adolescents, anywhere really from about 10 to 21. And I have just uh, enjoyed that work tremendously. What we call at-risk individuals, but we're all at risk. Yeah, I'm uh, Dr. Gregory Washington. I'm a full professor in the School of Social Work. And I'm also the director for the Center for the Advancement of Youth Development. And at CAYD, we try to promote the advancement of youth development by building the capacity of youth-serving organizations through collaborating to design, evaluate, and implement culturally responsive and effective interventions. So our ultimate aim is sustainable interventions to improve the life outcomes of youth and families. Well, thank you all both so much for everything you do in the community. I know you do so much for uh, Memphis and then the University of Memphis. Um, but you can go ahead and start asking Dr. O your questions. Great, great. <laughs> well, thanks again, Dr. Uh, o, for agreeing to do this. You know, we, we talked uh, not too long. We talked somewhere in the pandemic. And uh, I remember thinking that your legacy, your value to the um the region, but also the city of Memphis needs to be highlighted. So uh, I want to just start by asking you a a few questions, uh, and I'm going to go back a little bit. Uh, I know some of this, but some of this even I don't know. Where were you born, and how did you end up in Memphis, Tennessee? I was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia, um, I went to my early education, All of it was in the Atlanta public schools, in the community around the AU Center, Atlanta University Center. Uh, I went to elementary school at M. Agnes Jones, and then I went to middle school at, actually, I can't even remember the name of the school because it was one that was created, and I knew it 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, but I can't remember now. And then I went to Booker T. Washington High School, which is where Dr. Martin Luther King also went to school. Uh, high school, I went to Tennessee State University. I was a, a Tiger Bell, Tennessee State Tiger Bell. So I spent time with Wilma Rudolph, um, Wyoming Matthias, all those fast running women. I was kind of slow, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's where I went to school. Actually went to college on track and field scholarship. Um, I actually graduated, though, from uh, Southern University, which is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, and so as I was finishing undergraduate, I thought about going to graduate school. And 
I went to the University of Georgia. And I stayed at the University of Georgia. I actually got admitted to a doctorate program there and stayed there for a year. But my major professor decided to leave. And she recommended that I also leave because, um, I mean, she knew the environment better than I did. And she knew that probably I would not have survived there without the kind of mentorship that she had provided. And so she actually connected me with her major professor, who was Barry Gosen, at the University of Memphis. And so I came to the University of Memphis, worked on my doctorate in uh, experimental psychology with an emphasis in developmental psychology. Um, and I finished up um, in four years, surprisingly. Uh, and after that, by then I was married. My husband, you know, it kind of dawned on me that I might be better off with a more applied degree. And I, and I was interested by then too, especially after working in the hospital. Then we went to University of Alabama. My husband got his first job at the University of Alabama and I got a promise of a job. But once we got to Alabama, it did not pan out. And so, and since that didn't work out, came back to school and got the applied degree in clinical psychology. And that's where I've been working ever since. So the school route initially was within, with HBCUs, Historic Black Universities. University of Georgia was my first encounter outside of my racial ethnic group. And then here at the University of Memphis. So I've been pretty much uh, with the University of Memphis, although I have uh, spent some time at Lamorne Orne College here. Since getting my degree, I've been, you know, at mainstream American universities. Wow, journey. And so- Was invited by a family friend to uh, um, a Sunday school class. Actually, right there on the corner of Minders Prescott, there was a church on that corner, Prescott Memorial Baptist Church. It was the first Baptist church in Memphis to admit, allow blacks to attend their Sunday morning meetings. And so after I had left the University of Georgia, I decided before I left that I was going to go to the church in my community. I lived right down on Minders. So one Sunday morning, I woke up and knew I needed to go to church. And so I looked in the telephone book, and that's where I ended up going to church on that Sunday morning. Uh, And met some wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people within that church who really very supportive to me and needed to be supported to me. I needed some support as I, you know, went through the doctorate program at the University of Memphis. So that is where I met Jabosi. He came one Sunday morning to talk about Christianity in Nigeria. Really? Wow. Yes. Okay. Okay. Fabulous. He couldn't take his eye off of me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he couldn't. <laughs> Well, that kind of gets into my second question about your educational background and your educational journey. So my next question then is, at what point did you, because you you had a fabulous experience at HBCUs and then majority institutions, and, and you've been mentored, sounds like by diverse people. When did you get this, this, uh, 
I think, I don't know if you would describe it a passion, but I'll just say this motivation to start looking at rites of passage are interventions. And, 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 what, and what do you think of when, when that's mentioned, rites of passage as interventions? Well, when I think of rites of passage, I think about adults being involved in the development and the training of our children. And I actually got started developing rites of passage activities and programs. Really, it comes out of my own background because I was nurtured, mentored, guided throughout my life.